Hello, everyone. Welcome to Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle. My co-host is Rachel Santizo. Hello. It's nice to see you again. We missed you the Thanks. past two weeks. And our guest is Shelley, and we'll introduce her in just a second. We are one of the most watched and listened to podcasts dealing with addiction and recovery anywhere. And I have a plea today for the people who are out there watching or listening to us. If you wouldn't mind writing a review of what you think about our podcast, could be could be you suck or we love you or <laughs> anywhere in between, right? I love it. And and what that does is it will spread the word about our podcast and enable more people to listen or watch. So mm. if it's on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, uh, we, we would appreciate it if you just take a second to, to write some kind of review. Absolutely. And, and then that way we can either better the podcast or keep going as we're going. Right, it's right. super important. And we have thick skin. We being, do. Being in recovery. So yeah. you can say you guys are idiots or or yeah. we enjoy listening to you or, or whatever. We'll so, try not to personalize. And, and, no, it'd be nice to be able to get some feedback from, from people because we have, you, you may not know this, uh, we do analytics on, on the podcast and we actually have people watching all over the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, just a few, you know, like uh, last time we checked, we had five in Ukraine and a couple in Russia. Oh, wow. And some people in Belgium and, and it's, it's. Ohio. Ohio's a big one. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know, it's just strange that when you throw something like this out uh-huh. to all those different uh, uh, resources that, that broadcast it, it's it's interesting to see who tunes in. Yeah, you know that's awesome. So I didn't yeah. mean to make you nervous or anything. <laughs> you're, you're watching people around the world right now. So our guest is Shelley, uh, and I, I I've got to confess that one of the reasons I asked Shelley to be on our podcast is she uh, spoke to our family support group, which we have every mm-hmm. Tuesday night. And she was so inspirational mm-hmm. that I thought yeah, it'd be really great to have her on a podcast. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and yeah you were I'm honored. You, you were you were just wonderful. Um, and you inspired a lot of the people who have loved ones in addiction. Mm-hmm. The fact that there is hope for recovery, mm-hmm. and I think, and you inspired me as well because. Her, it's never too late would be an expression that applies to you, right? You want yep, to tell yeah. us a little bit about your story? Yeah. Well, um, I'm an alcoholic. Um, in, recovery. In, in recovery. In <laughs> recovery. <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> I'm in recovery, lifelong recovery. Um, um, I've been I've been about 20 years in uh, my addiction. Um, I have relapsed. I've been to other programs um, before and have relapsed. So I am a relapser. Um, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I turned to Odyssey house. My, my life had just gotten to where it just started getting out of control. And, um, I was, um, pretty much homeless. It got to that point, homeless, uh, jail. Um, here in Utah. Yeah. I'm originally from California. I just moved out to Utah about two and a half years ago with my ex. Um, we have children together. Um, and it just got really bad. Um, he started drinking as well. So he hadn't drink at all during pretty much the whole relationship until a year ago. You were the drinker. I was the drinker and wow. he was the enabler. So he would buy me the alcohol every night 
he would even that go as nice of him. Yeah, he right. would even go as far if I needed when we lived in California, if I needed a beer or something in the middle of the day and I didn't have any, I could just text him and he would go and get it, leave work and go and get it for me and bring it home to me. And how (laughs) old are you at this time? This is in my, um, you know, I became a full-blown alcoholic in my uh, early 30s as I was going through a divorce. That's when I started drinking hard liquor. I didn't drink hard liquor before. I just mostly drank beer. But I was drinking every day with my ex-husband. So when the hard liquor came into the picture, that's when things got really bad. And um, the hard liquor um, affected my body differently, and it affected me differently. Um, It got to the point where I had to wake up in the morning to drink. That's what I was going to ask. Just to feel okay. Yeah, when you were drinking the beer, when you woke up, did you feel like you needed to continue drinking, or was it when you started drinking hard alcohol? Um. When I was just when I started out just drinking beer um, before I started drinking hard liquor, I could wake up in the morning and have a cup of coffee and do my thing during the day. But I noticed as time went on, but I would drink at night, right? So I would around dinner time I would start drinking at night. But I noticed that I started drinking earlier. All Mm. of a sudden, my husband was coming (laughs) home from work and I was smashed, and he was like, "What? what, You're already drunk?" And you know, and. I was no, I'm start- not drunk. Yeah, so I was like, well, every- the house is clean. <laughs> Kids are fine. But um, I, the that's when I started drinking heavier and drinking earlier and earlier. And then when the divorce, when we started to go through the divorce, because of my drinking, um, I had gone out on my marriage. Um, so we had to sell our house, um, sell our boat, you know, stuff like that. Do the kid thing, separate, you know. Except for um, booze, you had a good life. Yeah, right. well, yeah, and that's when I, I turned to vodka. Um, mm. And from what I hear, that's what a lot of women turn to, I guess. Uh, I don't mine, was, mine was heroin. Oh, but okay. if I were to drink, yeah, yeah. it'd be crown. Yeah, oh, really? I, yeah, yeah I drank that too. Yeah. Um, How old were your kids? I mean, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I have five kids. So my oldest is okay. 24. He, my only son, um, his name is Noah. He lives in Boise. And then I have two daughters. One just turned 21, um, Taylor and Allison. She's 18. They live in California. Okay. And then I have two little ones that are 10 and 11, and they live here in Utah. Mm-hmm. They're with their dad right now. Yeah. So you said you were facing, you were in the criminal justice system, and you were homeless. So, yes. So that brought you to... Well, I had, um, when I met my my ex, my little girl's dad, I, when I met him, I was drinking heavy. I was drinking hard liquor and he didn't know that for a while until he looked underneath my bathroom cabinet and found a bottle of vodka. And he's like, is this yours? And I was like, yeah. Wow. And then I tried to hide it from him. And then I did quit for like a week, you know, and then I just hid it from him. And then after a while he just knew and just kind of just gave up on the situation. But because of, um, uh, being intoxicated, fights would erupt, and he worked for an attorney who knew an attorney, and so he filed restraining orders on me, and then it got, you know, Child Protective Services involved. I mean, it just was just a snowball of things. Um, I went to jail. Um, one time, there wasn't a reason for me to, the charges, no charges were filed because there wasn't a reason, but they just said, were you intoxicated? Yes. Um <laughs> Uh, I got a DUI. 
Um, I, he saw me driving on the road. I had my kids in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, I got it. I had my headlight out. So they knew it was me. And so called the police and I got a DUI. My BAC was three over 3.0. Yeah. It was really high. Um, so I, uh, went to jail, um, got my license back. And then, um, when we moved out here, we started the whole, uh, I held a lot of resentment um, towards him for calling the police mm-hmm. and getting restraining orders and getting me involved. And that kind of really pushed me to drink even more. Um, you allowed that to push you to yeah, drink more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You here? Like, He's you from here. Okay. He went to yeah. high school here and his parent, his mom lives here. Okay. So another thing that I, that I always do is I avoid situations. So mm-hmm. knowing that I was that and I, I we would lived in my small hometown So I knew everybody there. My mom grew up there, you know, so it's kind of embarrassing when they know, oh, Shelly, you know, got this and that. So I was like, well, let's just move, you know, because you want to move to a new place and nobody will know you. Yeah. So fresh start. Yeah. But that's also insanity in a way because you think, you know, it will go away. It'll go away. Everything yeah. 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 When it just follows you right along. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. Of course, I, uh, I called the, I intoxicated, got in an argument, called the police. I was the one that got arrested. Um, I've got been arrested twice um, so far here in Utah. And the last time um, he called the police, I left the apartment intoxicated and with left all my stuff and everything and just walked out the front door. Um, and then went back the next day and grabbed my purse and got a hotel. And I haven't been back since. Mm. Wow. And so I stayed at a hotel for a couple of days, and then I called um, an ex-co-worker, and she came and picked me up, and she said I could stay with her for a few weeks. And I was, you know, of course, when I found out where she lived, right next to the gas station, I was like, yes, okay, I'll be okay here. <laughs> this I, I is great. Easy yeah, I was like, okay, I can just walk, because I didn't have a car either. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I can just walk every day. And I had credit cards and, you know, um, and then I found out that she had some personal issues and I had to leave, so I knew a place of a hostel. It's in the lower avenues and it's like $33 a night. And so I'm like, oh, I can stay there. Well, I knew that people drink there. And when I went back there, I ran into some people that I had when I stayed there before. And vodka came around all over again. And everyone was drinking it. And I was right back where I was again with drinking vodka. I didn't drink vodka in years. Mm. And it was just like it, it was just like right back to where it was. And I was hooked on it. And the good thing about where I was, the liquor store was right up the street. So all I had to do was walk right up the street to get it and making sure that I had enough of it. And then, um, they offered me that I could stay there for, for free if I cleaned, you know, the hostel. I mean, I was just a mess. I I just couldn't believe the position I was in. I didn't have any clothes, none of my property. Um, and so I said, yeah, okay. But I was so hungover and I had to drink in order to feel good that I just finally, nobody even told me, I don't even, I just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done drinking and I, I quit and I, I withdrawed for, you know, a little bit. And then I called first place I called was Odyssey and they were willing to come and get me that day. And I was like, okay, that's great. (laughs) But I had some, you know, personal business to take care of before I left. And so then I, um, um, they really worked with me and, um, 
we we set a date for Tuesday and they came and got me Tuesday. And as soon as I sat out that side of that hostel, and this is Owen, I think that picked me up from emissions. It was like I felt saved and um, and I just got in there with just like a couple bags and 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 th- some of the women um, knew about Odyssey and had tried the program, but it just you just something you got to really stick it out and really grasp you know how it, it how like, it works yeah, and you, you have, have to your own experience with it yeah and so they kind of you know it, it made me think but I was said I don't. I, I'll do whatever it takes at this mm. point for my life because otherwise I'm just going to drink myself to death because I didn't have my kids and I just felt mm. like the whole world was just crashing down on me. You know, um, I was in a living here. I didn't know anybody, mm. no money. I had like a few credit cards. And so I just said, that's it. And then when I got to admissions, um, I was still detoxing a little bit, but I did okay. They were able to get me something to help me. I was going to ask, withdrawals. yeah, when you were detoxing, were you afraid just quitting cold turkey? Um, I was, but then um, I was okay. I I, um, I was sick, you know, for a few days, but I was okay. Um, and the when I got to Meadowbrook, um, the ladies um, were so, just so great to me. And it was so nice to finally, like, move, go somewhere where everyone is just like you. You know, yeah. and they're like, it's OK, you know, and help me through the process. And I just at first it was hard for me because it was, you know, all the the rules and the lingo, especially. Um, yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, yes. I was yeah. like, it's what is language? This? Yeah, um, it was hard. And there there were times that I thought, you know, maybe I should leave. Maybe this program isn't yeah. for me. Um, but then I kept listening to other therapists saying just, keep, you know, and other peers just give just keep giving it a chance. And I have, and I, and now it's like, I get it. I understand it. And I'm, yeah. and I'm um, thriving really well in Odyssey. And it's, and it's different from the other ones that I went to because it, um, it doesn't just work on like your addiction. It works like on your core issues yeah. and it gives you, you, t- you learn boundaries, which we have none when we get in there, no boundaries at all, not even with ourselves. Right. So and also all the thinking errors that you learn mm-hmm. about. I mean, just so much stuff you learn about yourself. And th- I feel like this is a true treatment program compared to other ones oh, that I've been to. I love that. Yeah. How long have you been in Odyssey and how old are you now? Yeah. The I'm, time span. Um, let's see. I'm 45. Nice. Um, I've been in Odyssey for a little over two months. So incredible. Yeah. Wow, what a what a transformation. Yeah. Just so, like that. Yeah. And. and the fact that you you wanted it, okay, was I think the significant factor, and the yeah. fact that you're willing to stick it out and learn the lingo and learn the rules and then yeah. delve into yourself. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking on the way over here that that's one of the reasons why people leave because digging into your own issues yeah. is one of the hardest things it for is. any of us to do. It's right? scary. It's oh, incredibly yeah. scary when you think about it. There's the fear attached to it, and then there's pain when it comes to that. Yeah. And it is scary. It is. Um, you have to really get honest with yourself and be vulnerable, and this is the first time that I've actually done it. Um, I, other times I didn't want to talk about certain issues or even realize that I didn't love myself, and mm. it was probably about the fourth night that I was there that I started crying and I thought, I don't even love myself. I don't love myself. 
And that's when I really felt like I was coming finally at a point in my life that I am tired of this life and I am ready for a change. And I know that I'm a better person than this and I can be successful. So I just grasp onto it and I just ask so many questions and just want to know and, and just really get down to the deep core of who I am. Cause I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I was just drunk, you know, right? just all these scars inside me, you know, not realizing that a lot of it had to do with childhood trauma and how to deal. I didn't know how to emotionally regulate. Oh yeah. At all. (laughs) Like people like, you know, there, they're like, we can't even imagine you being intoxicated and being mean ever. And I'm like, Oh, you don't know. I'm a completely different person and not very nice. So it's nice. And the other thing that I love is that I can do hard stuff, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. without my DOC, you know, uh, with and for those it's of you just watching, awesome. that's drug of choice. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes, so. so it's an amazing freeing feeling, and um, and I'm wake up happy every single day. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. And Odyssey, I just love. And not only that is we didn't I, pay her to sing. Oh, I know. That's <laughs> right. yeah. I moved up to Compass Senior, and I was it, there has not been a female Compass Senior um, in a while. And and just three more females moved up to Compass Senior yesterday. Oh my gosh, what yes. department are you in? So Compass Senior is yeah. the third level. There's five levels. So at the third level, you also receive a job in the house. Yeah. So I'm in onboarding. Yes. Yeah. So I should be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in onboarding. So I um, get uh, talk to the new admits and I get make sure that they have everything that they need when they check in and they on their checklist and I prepare packets and all of that. I also um, facilitate good feelings in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can see so, how you'd be successful at exactly. that. Yeah, yeah. So everybody respects me in there. <laughs> so, um, and then I also do CWCs. That's okay. when you tell your story mm-hmm. and then you're welcome to the community. And then that's when the work really starts when you move up to Compass, I believe is in that peer group is when you really start to see the program working. Um, and then I also do inquiring in where everybody has to know the rules and, all that, you know, the boundaries of everything, you know, in the packet and stuff like that. So all it's of these, responsibility. Yeah, all of these things sound like you're a leader. Yeah. You are a fierce leader in the house. How does that feel? I mean, from two months ago oh, to now gosh. leading yeah. in your community um, and, and helping yeah. others. It feels, it feels great. And um, I actually took a personality test with my therapist. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I want to point out is other programs that I went to didn't have therapists there. And so it was awesome when I found that out about this place that I was like, sign me up right away, because I knew that that was something that to enhance my recovery. Mm -hmm. And then I needed... You went to places without therapists? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's here or in California? California. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because I was lived in a really small beach town, and they didn't have as much... To offer it just shows like but, in rural areas yeah how much work there still yeah is. i mean the only that programs i can think of around here are different programs like uh, the other side academy or red barn where it's just pure support and you work real hard and hopefully mm-hmm. that changes your lifestyle choices but right. they don't have therapists but everything else i can't imagine going yeah. to a place with huh well, well the, the 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 um, the residential one that I went to didn't have therapists. Now hmm. I think about it, I did an outpatient for a year, and they had therapists. Okay, 
as soon as I graduated that outpatient, I drove straight to the liquor store. <laughs> it worked really well. After a whole year. Jeez. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Yeah, that's how powerful. It is. It's very yeah. powerful. They, you, you uh, I'm trying to think what you told our family support group and what you just said about when you were in the hostel, uh, everybody wants to know what was the point that made you seek help? And yeah. Was it and because everybody would like a magic little thing saying, yeah. "This is how you do it." Yeah. But, you know, I was laying. I was laying in that room, in the hostel, with alcohol there, looking at it. Didn't have my kids, and I can't tell you how many times I've been in this position, and I was mm-hmm. just sick and tired of this position, and I knew that I was just better, better than this, and um, and I needed to get up on my feet, and I did it. My mom didn't call me to tell me to do it. My daughter's nothing. I turned around the next day and called them. I said, guess what? I'm going to rehab. And they were just like, what? <laughs> you did that all on your own, Shelley. And I said, yeah, that's, that's right. I did it all on my own. And I'm so glad that I did. Just, it's just been an amazing journey. And I've met so many amazing women and men in the program. Um, and I've made so many friends. And like I said, I don't know anybody here. And I was wondering, yeah. why did I come to Utah? And I thought I was telling someone, maybe it's because I had to come to Odyssey. Mm. Yeah. You never right? know. Like it's played out for you. Yeah. Where do you see yourself? So you're doing so well. Like where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself at the end of your residential treatment and then after? You know, um, I thought I was, I've always wanted to be a chef. Um, but then I thought now that I'm kind of clear minded, (laughs) um, that'll be a lot of work at my age with, you know, all the kids. And then I Mm -hmm. wanted to go into the dental. I've been a dental assistant before. So I thought about going back to school to be a hygienist, but then I took a personality test and it said that I'm a leader, which it came out and and it it said all these things, like maybe get involved in some kind of leadership role. Um, so that's kind of inspired me. Yesterday, maybe I. This is where I, where um, I'm being led, you know. Yeah. So, I'm just kind of just rolling with it. And know? where are your children now? The two that you have here. Do you have custody? Do you? That is uh, up in the air right okay. now. Um, there is. We do have some legal issues to take care of, but I am very confident that it'll be ironed out and everything will work out yeah. just fine. Yeah. So, so you're hoping to reunify with them. Yeah, with the kid, not with my ex, right? But with the kids, yeah. Oh She's yeah, like definitely very clear. Not yeah. with my ex. <laughs> no. Not with my ex. <laughs> no. So if you're watching ex, don't. You know. The yeah. boundaries, like it, definitely you can see it, you can feel yeah. it. Yeah. Like, Rachel went yeah. through the same thing with her kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, oh okay, you, I did. You, uh, and my kids are my kids are older. I, w- I went to Odyssey Residential for a year, and then it took me two and a half years to regain rights. Back. Oh wow, okay. So I understand completely. So yeah. call me if you need me. And you, yeah. and you chose heroin over your kids, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh I yeah, did. more than needle. Yeah. To be fair, okay. it was really the needle. Mm-hmm. I did. And whatever I'm, was coming out of the needle. Absolutely, yeah. at the time. Back then, it was just so interesting because heroin had, like, banker's hours, like 9 to 5. So after 5, you couldn't get it. It was a really... You mean your dealer wouldn't sell That's after... Interesting. No, it had No, it was really hard back then to get wow. heroin. That's why I started doing meth is so I could mix it and it would last longer. Because <laughs> wow. I didn't really like meth, but it worked. Isn't it amazing what we... 
in yeah. addiction do to fuel keep our addiction going? Yeah, right? I've drinking uh, vanilla extract. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, I have. <laughs> have I you? have. Yes. It's got a high alcohol. Yes, content. I was desperate. Tastes and like cooking crap. sherry. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's t- and I couldn't believe that I was doing that. But you're just so desperate, you know. It's terrible. We I think had, back, it's a terrible feeling. I, I was connected to Harmon's Grocery Stores here. Mm-hmm. And when I was working a morning shift, we had people standing outside the door at 6 a.m. And they would come in and they would buy, uh, they would buy Harmon's brand of, of mouthwash. And, oh. and, and they wouldn't even buy mint flavored. They'd, they'd buy this one that tasted like the old Listerine taste. Oh, okay. And, and to drink. Yeah. And I got to know this one guy. And I said, how do you drink that? And he described it. He said, because he, he just went out in the alley beside the store, and he'd say, you do enough pools to, you can feel the warmth spreading throughout your body, and then I'd puke. And I'd do that through the whole bottle. Boom. Wait a few minutes so that your liver filters out the alcohol, then puke. Yeah. And I thought, well, what what a way to live. And I, and yeah, I, and that's I, horrible. Know, and, and I said, why don't you go to the liquor store and buy cheap vodka? And he said, because I'm always drunk and they won't sell to me. I said, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> so we found it another goes way. to show you the lengths yeah. that we yeah. do. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I've, rode, I've ridden my bike to the liquor store, intoxicated, crashed into bushes, and got right back on the bike, sure. you know, no matter what it took. Um, at the hostel, even if I was so hungover and felt so sick, and dragging myself, the only thing I think about as long as I once I get there, I'll, when I take that first drink mm-hmm. or two drinks, I'll be okay. That's all I cared about. I have to ask, what's a hostel? Okay, the hostel. I know the hostel. Asked that. Yeah, I'm like, wait. It's a place where um, like travelers come th- come through and they just stay for like one night. It's not. It's like a like like basically it's like a dorm so there's bunk beds and it's bigger get, in Europe there are youth hostels all over yeah. Europe so if you wanted to travel Europe really cheap yeah. you can find hostels almost anywhere yeah and, and they're not necessarily very nice yeah, but they're, they're cheap not. yeah they're cheap okay. you can get a private room for like 50 bucks and then um, I I got um, one with other bunk beds so you have roommates and stuff and then they put out like a free breakfast but it's like a rundown kind of it's a funky, funky place. Okay. But some people live there. And I ran into a couple people when I went, because I stayed there one other time when my ex and I separated. And um, and I met some people. And so when I went back in July, and I went back there, yeah, in July of this year, they were still there. Mm. I don't know about you, uh, you guys, would, but would. the freeing feeling I, was one of the things I appreciated about sobriety. Is yeah. that you don't wake up in the morning in your case, looking for heroin. In our yeah. case, looking for alcohol. Yeah. And it's it's not anything that enters your mind. Yeah. It's just freeing. Yeah. yeah. And also, I don't have like when I do get a car, I don't have to worry about that. I'll get a DUI. Huh. You know, don't worry yeah. when I see the cops. You know, in the in the rearview mirror or whatever. You know. And I also, see, you and yeah. I are similar. The first time yeah. I, I remember <laughs> when I was because it used to scare the hell out of me if I'd <laughs> yeah. see a cop and I'd just sit there like that and I'd drive yeah. through. I Don't drunk. stop me. <laughs> yeah. And then when I got sober, it's like I drive by a cop and I'm thinking, go ahead, pull me yeah. over. <laughs> look at me, right. please yeah. look at yeah. me. Yeah, I'm sober now. Yeah, it's definitely a freeing feeling. Not being just the I just think about all the stuff that I did, like 
I wouldn't like I would fake to drink coffee in the morning with my spouse to make it look like I was drinking coffee, but I was actually drinking alcohol. Yeah. You know, little things like that. Or I wouldn't want to eat because I wouldn't want it to absorb the alcohol and I lose my buzz. So I wouldn't sit down at the dinner table with my family and he would say, aren't you you hungry? Oh, no, I ate while I was cooking. You know, all the excuses that you make that goes along with it. What are you most excited about? Now that you're freed from like the shackles, right? And you're learning to love yourself. What are you most excited about? Oh, I'm excited for my future. Um, I, I, I um, am taking any doors that open, you know, opportunities arise every single day. And I'm actually feeling like, you know, I'm going to go for the, what, you know, for these things. And it, it's a, an amazing feeling. And um, I've always like, I was in isolation for so long. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't shower for days. Yeah. I wouldn't clean the house, you know, my spouse would come home and I'd still be in the bed. You know, I wouldn't even go to the grocery store. I'd online, I would Instacart everything. So all my groceries would get delivered. You know, if we went somewhere, we would Uber with the kids everywhere. It's just, you know, I I just can't believe like how much you just lose your sense of self and you just don't care. Like I didn't put makeup on for years. I just wore leggings and tank tops every single day. Sometimes mm. the same outfit for three days. Wow. Quit job, start a job, you know, yeah. quit job because I would think, oh, they know that I'm drinking at work, you know, stuff like that. Just just so unhealthy. And and I know that I'm better than that. I took leadership in school. I mm, was a cheerleader. Okay. I was a dancer. I was, you know, all of these leader type things. And I just got totally lost for years. I, I love the trippy. hunger that you have. I you know. are so hungry. Yeah, she's, I she's a total inspiration. Yeah, yeah. stay hungry. Somebody yeah. once told me it was actually uh, Mary Jo McMillan told me in early recovery. If somebody asks you to do something, say yes. Like for in terms of stepping outside of your comfort yes. zone to grow and like give back and use mm-hmm. your voice. And I love that. Like you're saying yeah. that she's naturally. Ready. Yeah, yeah, it's um, and you know. What else was I say? I when when Mario asked me if I wanted to, because um, I was an onboarding, so I was actually trying to find people to to do that uh, presentation to the families. So I was looking for other females, oh. and I was like, hmm, I, I would probably do it. So I gave Mario a list, and then he asked me if I wanted to do it, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I could help, you know, because mm-hmm. I understand because okay. I understand how it feels to have, because um, my daughter, she's 21. She's already had a DUI at the age of 19. Oh, okay. And so um, I worry about her and her alcohol sure. consumption because mm-hmm. she could definitely turn into... I told you these 30 yeah. minutes would pass quickly. And oh, have, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're you welcome. have such a great story. Yeah. I hope you inspire other people, which yeah. I think you will. Uh, you just yeah. can't give up no matter what age you're at. Yeah. You know, no matter what, what age you're at. I'm proof of that. You're, yeah. I'm older than you, but you're proof yeah. of that too. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you waited later in life as well. I yeah. did. So. I did. I was younger, but my kids were older. Yeah. So I yeah. felt like it was too late too. Good luck. Yeah. It, Thank you so Odyssey, much. And good luck because people will be watching this long after you're gone from Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Good luck in whatever yeah. you're doing. Thank you thank so you much. For the I inspiration. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. of course. It was thank very nice you. meeting you too. Yeah. yeah and thank welcome. you for watching. And don't yeah. forget to write a review about yes. what you thought about today's podcast. So thank you for watching Odyssey House Journals. Mm-hmm.